0: And redefine success. Welcome to the Business of Happiness Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Business of Happiness Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and today is going to be a great day. I hope that wherever you are, you are open to receiving the perspective that every single day has the potential to be great day, a great day in terms of learning, a great day in terms of opportunity, and today we're talking about it being a great day to honor your dreams, because is who you think you should be, or who you think you shouldn't be, holding you back from who you really are? Ah. Uh, Just the thought of that gives me so much excitement because I totally relate to that. Years ago, I remember not having the courage or the conviction to be who I really was, who I really am, because I had all these stories in my head of who I thought I should and shouldn't be. I created a narrative based on who I had become and told myself that, I had certain limitations or I had to look a certain way or do a certain thing or speak a certain way. It's so interesting because I'm going to tell you this story from the lens of dentistry, from the lens of being a dentist, but it really relates to any profession or any title or label we put on ourselves. And isn't that so interesting as I'm sharing the story with you I'd love for you to reflect with me on how limiting our labels can be. So as you know, it was my dream when I was younger to be a dentist, (laughs) to marry those two beautiful things that I loved, those being science and artistry. And this idea of serving my community, of caring for my patients with this beautiful promise of entrepreneurship and owning a business and autonomy and creativity. I mean, orthodontics in particular was such an exciting dream of mine because it was like sculpting faces, sculpting smiles. It was literally doing all that I love to do. So for me, the dream of being an orthodontist was so thrilling and enthralling and exciting. When I finally became a dentist, when I finally became an orthodontist, that moniker I put on and wore like a cloak, (laughs) except this cloak that I was wearing came with a lot of narratives that I put there. Yeah, society fed them to me and maybe I got them from, you know, certain images or maybe people actually spoke them to me, but I adopted those labels and limits myself. So what did that look like? Well, I told myself that dentists wear a certain type of clothing, that I had to show up wearing certain things. And some of them I liked and some of them really I didn't. But I did because I thought that's what dentists should do. So dentists in my mind were supposed to look professional yes. (laughs) In fact, I even taught a whole class on this when I was teaching at University of New England Dental School. We taught about professionalism and how professionalism is a way for your patients to trust you. And that trust from a patient's perspective is very important. And yes, I still believe that. But notice what it was doing to me in terms of my own personal expression. I was using dentistry as an excuse to hide myself. So even in my clothing, suddenly it became a part of how I was speaking. And then even in terms of what I chose to do for fun, you know, we tell, it starts out with ideas of what we think we should or shouldn't do. And then it turns into limitations. So I pose this question again, is who you think you should or shouldn't be Stopping you from loving who you are. So who I am is a fiercely creative person. I love life. I'm happy all the time. I mean, that is my status quo. It wasn't always, but it's who I burn to be. And so when I was joining certain groups within dentistry, I found a lot of negativity and blame. And so I started doing that too. I started finding reasons to be frustrated and angry. There were certain conversations that were happening that I jumped on the bandwagon with, and then I started really taking them on as my own. So I stopped loving the person who I was. In fact, I started demonizing certain parts of it. So I'll give you an example. I'll never forget thinking that... I should be more critical and evaluative of the team members I hired. That I was giving too much credence to possibility and opportunity and thinking that everyone had potential to grow into a phenomenal member of our team. I remember having conversations where I started doubting my ability to evaluate, critically evaluate another human in terms of their, um, their talent, in terms of reliability, in terms of their dedication, in terms of commitment. And what I was doing that came very naturally to me as a, as a human was giving everyone the benefit of the doubt. I saw the good in everyone. I, when I was interviewing new team members, I saw the beauty in them. I heard and felt their potential, I felt their passion and their values. And so I was very open to really hiring a lot of people. And I started thinking, oh, Taryn, you should be more critical. You should, should be more suspicious of other people because that's what I was hearing from a lot of my colleagues and reading from a lot of books and getting from a lot of talks, I started doubting that part of myself that is one that just believes in people. And you know, I challenge you here to hear the words should and shouldn't in a new way, because what it started to do was push down who I was. I love believing in people. I love empowering people. And maybe that skill was really an incredible superpower and not so much a deficiency or an Achilles heel, but it actually started making me feel more and more miserable when I started pushing myself down. I wasn't learning a new skill of hiring from a place of empowerment and opportunity and excitement. I was dampening my own beautiful self. So I ask you, you know, now, just as you're reflecting on yourself, what have you been dampening down? What part of you have you been hiding? What beautiful part of who you are, have you stopped loving? Have you started thinking is less worthy? Is there a part of you, maybe in a relationship where you've been told that that wasn't the right way to be, that wasn't the right way to feel. And have you told yourself, I should be different instead of loving that part of yourself. Now, of course, there are parts of us that we always want to grow and improve. And I wanted to be a great business owner. And then when I started approaching it from, wow, how can I learn how to engage people in conversation in the right way during an interview to see how this would be a fit? So instead of seeing my optimism and my love of seeing potential and empowerment in others as a weakness, I asked myself, how can I use that beautiful part of me and love it and actually create a beautiful interview style that would be beneficial, that would help me find incredible people who really are excited to work in this amazing practice. Do you see the slight difference there? Do you see the difference in language inside my own head? I went from telling myself I should be one way to really celebrating who I am and finding out how to use that as a strength. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you didn't get into business to be miserable. The problem is that people feel that if their business gets busier, if they start becoming more successful, that happiness will eventually set in, but it can actually get worse. This is why I created the Business of Happiness Prosperity Coaching. In this one on one coaching, we look at how to redefine success on your terms and refine the joy and the passion in your dream. Visit me at thebizofhappiness.com and become the happiest business owner you know you know, there was a time where I thought that I was naive and I kept telling myself that. That's something I'd heard a lot as a child. Taryn, you're so, you know, pie in the sky, optimistic about everything. You're so naive to the realities of the world. And I really thought I should be more critical. I should pay attention to the negatives and the difficulties in life more. I should pay attention to my deficiencies. And when I followed that narrative, it just made me more and more miserable. Whereas following who I love, what I love about myself, and finding out what's really unique about me. And then following that through line, almost like finding a little thread and pulling it. Like this tiny little thread of something you love about yourself, and then just pulling it a little bit and seeing where it'll lead. And what's so exciting about doing something like that is when we follow our passions, we really discover a life's purpose. It's like having a directional compass. Your passions, what you love, what lights you up is what gives you direction and reason and excitement. And when we dull that down, that's when we wake up one day and we say, is this all there is? What is, you know, what is, surely there's more to life. It's because what we've been doing is dampening our dreams and telling ourselves we should be a certain way or shouldn't be a certain way. That's not how doctors look. So I should dress differently. That's not how doctors speak. So I should speak differently. And what I was doing is literally pushing down the parts of me that were those directional compasses to who and what I should, what I really have for potential and purpose in my life. So, you know, a couple things that I was thinking about, what is it, what are the benefits of following our dreams, following things that light us up and, and nobody else can tell you what that is. Only, you know, what lights you up. Only, you know, what gets you excited and happy and You know, excited to wake up in the morning. And that, that really is one of the biggest things I say. I think when you wake up in the morning, are you excited about what's coming up today or are you dreading it? When you wake, are you saying I should do A, B, and C, or are you so excited for the day that you can't wait to get there? When you decide to follow your dreams, when you decide to tap into the exciting, happy, exuberant part of you that lights you up, what happens? Well, you become really clear about your priorities. Oh, look at that. Isn't that interesting? We stop listening to the other voices that say should or shouldn't, and we become very clear about what is important to us when we follow our dreams, when we follow our heart, you start to take responsibility for what happens in your life. Ah, I definitely noticed that being true in my life. When I started to follow my passions, when I started to listen to what really spoke to me, that dream inside of me, I really started taking responsibility for what was happening in my life. Instead of blaming situations, events, other people, it also opens you up to learning and new opportunities. Ah. When you follow your passions, you step a little bit outside your comfort zone. Instead of narrowing your field of interest to what you should and shouldn't do, following your heart and your dreams opens a whole new world of possibilities and opportunities because you're willing to develop a new skill. You're willing to follow this dream of yours. You actually start living your life instead of just existing. I'm sure we can all think of examples in our lives where this was true. And I I would love to hear from you. So please let me know. What is there in your life that when you started following your dreams, things started lighting up? You know when you walk outside and the colors seem more brilliant and you don't remember how you never noticed the gorgeous colors of the trees or the light in the sky, or how brilliant and beautifully those flowers are growing in your yard. You know, that feeling when you just feel turned on and then walk back a little bit and realize, oh yes, I was following a beautiful part of me that was calling to me. It's really interesting because I also think our dreams never leave. Even if we've been pushing them down and hiding them and covering them up for decades, there's a part of you that's always whispering, I really wish I could do this. Maybe it's writing a book and maybe you've told yourself, I'm not the kind of person that can do that. Or, you know, maybe you've told yourself it's just out of reach or I'm never going to be able to complete that dream anyway. So why even start? But there's always this little niggle inside you that really wants to be heard and acknowledged. And sometimes that shows itself in people we admire, people we look up to. We keep looking up, you know, new authors and seeing how people are writing. And there's that little whisper that keeps saying, pay attention to me. There's something in here for you. There's something inside of you that's speaking to this. And so what is that for you? What is a dream that you've been telling yourself you should or you shouldn't follow? What is a dream that maybe you've told yourself you're not worthy of? Recognizing it's the dream that is the spiritual self, that spiritual part of you that has no limitations of time or money or expectation. It's just this beautiful loving of life and celebrating something wonderful. It's those narratives that tell us you don't have enough money to follow that dream, or you don't have enough time, or you're too old, or you're not really good enough for that. That's the human narrative. That's the egotistical, ego-based narrative that's limiting us, and what is that in you? So we can ask ourselves a couple questions. Number one, what is it that I'm secretly dreaming of? A passion that I've held maybe my whole life, and maybe it's just recent, but what is it that won't leave me alone? And then what is the voice that's telling me I shouldn't follow through? or I should be doing something else. And what's behind that? Is that a narrative that I can let go of and explore the excitement and the bounty of life and really feel alive again? You know, I once thought that I shouldn't, as a mom of three kids, I had little kids at the time, I shouldn't drive a jeep wrangler i know that seems so ridiculous but i really wanted a jeep wrangler i've wanted one since i was 16 and my younger brother got one and i did not uh i was always thinking that jeep wranglers were adventure and excitement you could take the roof off and let the wind blow in your hair and for decades i told myself dentists don't drive jeep wranglers professionals, I should really drive something more professional. Or, you know, I have three kids and that's not really something a mom drives. I should really have something like a SUV or a minivan. I should, right? All these shoulds were telling me and limiting me. And it seems like such a small, silly thing to want a Jeep Wrangler. And I use that example on purpose because that's a narrative too. That's just a story we tell ourselves. Taryn, that's Silly and insignificant, but man, every time I saw one, it expressed living life to me. It, you know, just to me was the epitome of feeling great and adventurous. I cannot tell you how much joy that darn car has brought to my life. And I don't put a lot of value on material things. I really don't. But when I finally gave myself permission to buy a Jeep Wrangler, every single day is a good day in that car. It's not because it's the best car. It's not because everybody in the world will find enjoyment from Jeep Wranglers. It's because to me, I feel alive in it. Everybody bump on the road. I feel it. I have to climb up into that thing. I feel adventurous. I take the roof off (laughs) as many days of the year as is possible in Maine. I resist putting my hard top on the Jeep as long as I possibly can. And then when I'm in the car in the winter, I climb over boulders. I love the adventure of it. I love the community of it. If you don't know this about Jeep Wranglers, we wave at each other on the highway. There's a Jeep wave. (laughs) It's these two fingers you put up. It's very subtle, but it's a community. I feel a part of something. I love reaching out to other people. I love sharing joy. And that's, to me, an expression of it every single day day. So did my Jeep point me in the direction of my purpose and my dreams? In a way it did. It reminded me of those things I love about myself. I love living my life. I love adventure. I love connection. I love feeling good. I love celebrating the wind and the sun and the weather. I love moving my body. All of those things are reminders of what I love about myself. And it took me stepping outside of that old story of what I should and shouldn't be doing to recognize it. And did it bring me joy? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Does it make me feel more alive? Absolutely. Does it remind me of my priorities in life? Yes because I wasn't buying this car for anyone else. I wasn't buying it because I thought that's what dentists should drive. I wasn't buying that because I thought that's what moms should drive. I wasn't buying it because someone else loved a Jeep. I bought it because of me and what I love in life. And every day it reminds me of that. And I think that's the power of following your dreams. And I think that's the tragedy of not, of tamping down your dreams. So once again, What is that for you? What is a dream, big or small, that you've had that maybe you've been covering up because you thought you should? And now, imagine if you followed that dream. Every time a little voice comes in and says, "Uh uh-uh, you don't, you aren't worthy. You don't have enough. There's not enough time. There's not enough money. There's not enough. Let that go. And allow yourself to dream. Allow yourself to envision yourself following that dream. Allow yourself just to play with that vision and see where it takes you. You are so deserving. And those dreams are an important part of what the world needs from you. In that passion is your purpose. And remember. It's when you feel great about yourself. It's when you feel good. It's when you follow those dreams. That's when you can do good in the world. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Business of Happiness podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. And if you know of a colleague who could benefit from this perspective, empower their day and share this episode with them. Or check out more episodes on thebizofhappiness.com. I look forward to discussing happiness in business and in life with you further again next episode. And until then, remember, today is going to be a great day.